Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It is too cold for us. It is also too cold for your pets. And to give us some, just some insight into what you can do if you're concerned, uh, special guest with us. Tori Fugate joins us once again from KC Pet Project. Always a pleasure, Tori. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for having me. Let's go through it. What do we need to remember when it comes to pets that we normally consider sort of indoor, outdoor pets? Tell us about the next couple of days and what you're going to be dealing with and what we should be keeping in mind. Well, it's no secret that it's very cold outside. And so we are seeing, you know, a reflection of those extreme temperatures at the shelter. We have seen an amazing amount of pets coming in. Um, We have a lot of calls that are coming into our dispatch team and our pet helpline of pets that are left outside that people are concerned about. If you can, absolutely, please bring your pets inside. We can't stress it enough. These temperatures are very dangerous for so many dogs. We're seeing a lot of dogs that are left out in the elements that don't have a you know proper shelter, that they need resources, they need straw, they need dog houses. If you can, please bring your pets inside and so that we don't have to come and potentially take away your animals from you because of these temperatures. Our shelter is just so full. We are seeing so many animals coming in. It would be a great help if you could bring your pets inside. Tori, take us through the process. If I'm out and about this afternoon and I see a dog that's been out, let's say I run into the store and I come outside and the dog's still outside and I call 311, take us through what happens after that. So really with these extreme temperatures, it really depends on, um, you know, the call volume that we're seeing and we have to prioritize emergency response services and things like that. Um, We had several cases yesterday where we had to go and try to make contact with people about their pets that were left out in the elements. And so if you have a, if you see a stray animal that's roaming, um, you can absolutely call us. We will be prioritizing calls based on what we're experiencing at that time. Um, But yeah, absolutely. You can always call us. You can always call to do welfare checks. And we do have a form online that you can also submit that um, you can submit photos as well. It's very, very helpful as we're, you know, looking for roam, roaming pets to see what they look like if you have a photo. No doubt. And Tori, I want to talk to you a little bit about, we mentioned just a few minutes ago, the idea that your pet's feet can be a real problem, even if you've got a dog like ours that just go out into the backyard for a few minutes and come back in. That little bit mm-hmm. of time in the snow can really mess up the pads on their feet and they can crack and they can cause the dogs all kinds of pain. Cats, I assume, are the same way. Talk to us about the things that we as responsible pet owners need to be really watching for when the weather gets this cold, even if our pets spend most of their time inside. What do we need to look for in terms of them maybe having problems with the cold? 
So you're going to want to limit walks outside and limit the time that you and your pet are both outside together um, to, you know, get them out of the elements as fast as you can. You can purchase those little dog boots and sweaters and things like that mm-hmm. um, that will protect the paws of the pads of their feet. If, if they allow you to put those on, um, and if you have you know ice melt on your sidewalks or on the road, you're going to want to wipe off their paws um, when they come in because oftentimes that is toxic for animals. So if they come in and they lick their feet, that could be very toxic to them. So wipe off their, the pads and the bottoms of their feet when they come in. Oftentimes we see like apartment complexes and housing areas that use pet safe ice melt, but a lot of the times what's on the street is not safe for them. So just, you know, out of an abundance of caution, you know, do that. And so that will help keep them safe. Um, If you're not sure, let's say you're a new dog owner and you are not sure. uh, I I think this weekend's pretty clear and through Tuesday's pretty clear, but when it gets a little bit warmer and you're not sure if it, is there, is there a temperature guideline? Is there a wind guideline where you think, okay, it's now, it's now okay. You just kind of hope people err on the side of caution, but if they don't, is there a temperature guideline to look at? Really, it depends on the dog. And so if they're dog, if you have a dog that's got long fur, like you have a Pyrenees or a Husky, this is, you know, still going to be sort of their element. Um, they're going to be a lot better um, out in these temperatures. Maybe not when it gets like, really, really cold. But um, if they have a shorter coat, which we see a lot of outdoor dogs that do have shorter coats, um, those are the animals that you're really going to want to be concerned about in these temperatures. And anytime that it's below freezing, um, there's a lot of dogs that are going to be struggling in these temperatures. And we do see that there are groups out there that are providing crates and resources that are needed for people. So there are options um, if you're looking for those resources to reach out to some, uh, you know, other shelters and outreach groups that are doing some work out in the community over the next few days. Um, but, you know, we've, we just have um, so many people calling us asking for dog houses, asking for dog food, like people just need help. And so, um, you know, if you do need those resources, they are available to you. And, um, you know, we're doing everything that we can in order to not have to bring pets into the shelter just because we have so many that are already there. I was just about to ask you about that exact thing, because I know we've been talking all year long about how stressed KC Pet Project already is in terms of the number of animals that you're rated for and the numbers that you have coming in all the time. If you start getting these calls and you have people going around and picking up animals, picking up strays, or maybe in the most unfortunate cases, as you mentioned, taking them away from somebody, what do you need? What can we do to, to maybe donate or donate time or whatever to help out what's going on right now with the pet situation. Yeah, we just put some information up on our Facebook page and on our social media pages. We are, we are starting the day with no open kennels for new dogs coming in, and we're expecting at least about 30 today, which is what we've been taking in every day this week. And so we are really working hard to get animals out of the building and through adoptions, through fostering. We have a lot of dogs that are free to adopt right now that are at our locations. They have no cost associated with adopting them unless you live in Kansas City, Missouri. You'd have to pay a city license fee of $12, but otherwise they're free to adopt. Um, Those dogs are listed on our website now that you can see at all times. And if you've been interested in fostering, fostering is a great way to help us make space for these new arrivals. And we now have fosters to adopt uh, that you can for these dogs that have been here for like 30 days or more. You can take them into your home, try it out for a little bit, see if it works out. And if it does, after a couple of weeks, you can adopt them, which is a really great uh, new program for us. 
That's fantastic. And again, if people want to get in touch, how do they find you? KCPetProject.org. Best of luck to you. I know it's going to be cold for all of us over these next few. So thanks for doing the hard work and keeping the animals safe. Thank you for having us. And again, it's KCPetProject.org, or you can call 311 uh, if you would like to get through until 5 o'clock tonight. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back here in just a few minutes on KMBZ. Tatum Park's coming up. 2 o'clock, 913-586-7798 if you want to get in here. Uh, so John has a rant. I, I feel like this has been <laughs> pent up in you for a yes. bit. Yes, yes, it has. You just take the floor. I don't I don't have a lot of a lot of skin in this game. Have, uh, have your rant. Well, well, let me let me ask you before I start. Are you a fan of Julia Roberts? I'm not not a fan. Okay. I don't that, seek her enough. out. But if she's in a movie, I don't go see it because of her, and I don't avoid it if she's in it. Got it. Okay, so it's kind of a middle of the road. Couldn't care less if she's on the bill or not. If it's a decent movie, I'll go watch. Got it. I have, there is something about Julia Roberts that has always rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know what it is. I I feel the same way about her brother, by the way. I can't stand Eric Roberts either. There's something about them (laughs) that just, it just grates on me. So I'm not a rom-com guy anyway, it, so it usually doesn't matter because I don't run into a whole lot of Julia Roberts movies that I think, boy, I really want to go see that. That said, sh- there has been a fair number of news articles just over the last couple of days. I guess she's got a book coming out. And she's doing a media tour. Maybe she's got a movie coming out too, but she's talking a lot about her past. And one of the things that everybody seems to be grabbing onto, latching onto, and writing about in these articles is she's talking about why she never did a nude scene in a movie. Now, I want to preface this by saying, I don't care if Julia Roberts ever does a nude scene in a movie or doesn't. It makes absolutely no difference to me. But it's what she's saying about it that really is bothering me a lot because... In these articles, she says things like, well, it's all about protecting my G-rated career. And I wanted to blaze a trail for women who wanted to be in acting, who didn't want to do nude scenes to show them you can be a successful actress and not do that. And that's fine. No problem if that's what you're going to do. But if you're going to hold yourself up as being this trailblazer so that you say, you don't have to be naked on screen to be a successful actress. Let's talk about pretty woman the movie that put julia roberts on the map because in that movie there is a very brief topless scene thing is it isn't her it's a body double which again is fine i have no problem with actresses who don't who just don't like the idea of being naked on screen using body doubles that's fine but you can't play it both ways you can't say i've been this trailblazer for women who want to you know do acting and don't want to do nude scenes and and so i'm showing that you can have a career in these rom-coms and and movies where you don't have to take your clothes off well on the other side you're perfectly fine putting another actress in the position of doing the nude scene in your movie that you didn't want to do. That to me is incredibly hypocritical. So to be clear, because I think this is interesting, um, especially now because you have more actresses that are taking that stance. I mean, ever since the Me Too movement and the Harvey Weinstein stuff, you have more and more actresses that are standing up and saying, I'm not doing this anymore and I don't. And as a result, I don't know if we have less nudity in movies because of that. 
to your point, I don't know if we're using body doubles or not. I don't pay that close of attention. I think that's happening anyway, just naturally because the audiences are not as um, not as desirous of having gratuitous sex and, and nudity in movies, unless they're porn movies, but that's another story altogether. So the way I'm reading your um, rage, for lack of a better term, is that she's okay with their with nudity being in movies she just doesn't want it to be her and the, the problem with kind having of. a body double is that the audience doesn't know that it's not her exactly because you don't see in that in that scene in particular it's behind a screen and you don't see her head anyway you just see her from neck down so it's like but it was still your character the character right. that don't don't give me i want my career to be squeaky clean because it isn't and the and the fact that it was another actress doesn't really make any difference. It was your character. So if you really want, if you were doing this to take a stand, then you would have taken a stand in that movie and said, "No, I don't want my character naked in this movie." That's the stand. Boy, I, boy, now I'm. If anybody knows more about it than I do, because now I'm fascinated to know, and I don't know anything about this part of it. How common is that? How common is it for an actress? And I'll, you know, because for men it's different for an actress to, to just get the body double. Because um, the thing about Julia Roberts is she's had a big enough career and is far enough into it that she can say no to whatever she wants. And if she wanted to demand, if you want me in this movie, no nudity from my character, she could demand that yes. and would probably get it. Somebody much earlier in their career, somebody who's in their 20s, early 30s or whatever, and I have a lot of faces going through my head, wouldn't have the power to demand that. And you would forgive that a little more, Definitely. which is why I would also forgive it of Julia Roberts, given that Pretty Woman was her first big hit. That she allowed that. But to your point, I also get she, she sort of needs to like I almost wish a reporter would ask her that yeah. so that she could explain it and then give her the chance to say, well, at the time. It was, I think it was her first, but I think that and Mystic River, um, or no, not Mystic River, that, uh, what's the pizza? Mystic Pizza. Thank you, Mystic Pizza. The two movies are both have Mystic in it. <laughs> Mystic Say, River was a much darker a film. Much different movie. <laughs> it just came out on Netflix has it now. That's why I have that in my head. Yeah. It's new on Netflix. Um, Good movie though. Say, at the beginning of my career, I didn't have the power to say that. And, and let me give you a perfect example of exactly that motif. Uh, Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates is a wonderful actress. She's very good at her craft. Um, early in her career, in fact, I think it may have been her first movie, was Fast Times at Ridgemont High, where she did that famous topless scene coming out of the pool. There was one more movie that she did after that with Willie Ames, of all people, from uh, Eight is Enough. And even forever, okay. I think it was called Paradise, but she was briefly nude in that one as well and never did it again. She, that was, I mean, during the 80s, there were a lot of women who, in order to get a role at all, had to agree yeah. to that, had to agree to do a nude scene. And then when once they were established and could make those calls, they said, no, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm fine with that, too. But Phoebe Cates never called herself a trailblazer. Um, was that the only instance for Julia Roberts that you know of where that where she did I, that? I haven't seen all of her movies. I believe that was the only one where she okay. ever used a body double. If I'm mistaken, text line, tell me I'm wrong. Okay. Um yeah, I see where you're going. I wish she would just acknowledge that then in the interview and just say after because because I'm also OK with somebody changing their mind about it. Like she did it for that reason and pretty and pretty woman and then said, you know, she got married and she had kids and and matured a little bit. Um, 
it's it's okay, I think, for her to acknowledge that, yeah, in Pretty Woman, I did this. Maybe she thinks most people don't know that. I didn't until you said that. Yeah. I didn't know. That, yeah, that even that somebody on there the, or somebody on the text line said, "What nudity in Pretty Woman?" I don't recall yeah. that. It was the scene where she and uh, and uh, Richard Gere finally do it, finally get together in his hotel room, and there's a bunch of really artsy kinds of shots with shadows and stuff, and there's one that's shown. I think it's through the headboard. There's some kind of screen in the way, whether it's uh, like a decorative screen on a, on a wall or a headboard of the bed or something like that, where the camera briefly pans across that and you see someone topless who isn't Julia Roberts. Uh, yeah, okay, so I, either she forgot that she did that yeah. <laughs> or didn't think or doesn't think it matters because uh, quite frankly, it might be, that might be it. She figures it fits this stance because she she didn't do it herself and so and again it was early in her career maybe she just didn't feel like she could yeah she could say no but saying i'm standing up for women so i passed it off to a different woman right that's that's right. not a great message i just i'm with I, you i you're right i wish she wouldn't have and and if I mean, your decisions are your decisions. And if somebody asks you about it, you can say, yeah, okay, well, you know, it, it's it's up to the individual. Because there are plenty of actresses who don't care. You yeah. want a nude scene in a movie? Fine. If you don't, fine. I mean, Sharon Stone, how many has she done? Dakota Johnson has said many times, I'm over it. There you go. I don't uh, care. Right after all the Fifty Shades movies, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's not and much okay left to And that's okay, too. It's also okay for a woman to say, I'm female, I'm sexual, I'm okay doing it. You know, it's natural. I don't care. 100%. Yeah, we uh, we were just talking about Jennifer Connelly, you know, joking around about her. And and she has done plenty of movies where there wasn't any, you know, it, it, like A Beautiful Mind. I mean, mm -hmm. there was no oh, yeah. sexual content on her part in, in that at all. But other movies like uh, The Hot Spot and, I mean, you could run down a list of them where she very much, especially earlier in her career, Requiem for a Dream, even though that wasn't a very fun movie to watch, mm -hmm. uh, it's incredibly depressing, but there was plenty of that sexual content in there. So I, I also have all the respect in the world for women who say it depends on why. Is it sure. necessary to the story? And in fact, I think that's the much better way to do it is to say, I'm not going to do it unless it's absolutely vital to the story, that there's no other way to get around it, that it wouldn't make sense if my character didn't do that. Boy, that's interesting. This was on the cover. She was on the cover of British Vogue. Is that what this was? Yeah, that, that was she the, talked about this. That was the article. Yeah. And I don't remember if, if there was a book involved in it or not. Something tells me she may have an autobiography coming out where she talks some about this as well. That's surprising to me, too, that she's even got an autobiography coming out because she doesn't give a lot of interviews. She's not known for being the most public star in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, she doesn't do a lot of press unless, I mean, she does it like, but she and George Clooney will do an interview about a movie and she doesn't, she doesn't do a lot of self-promotion. And Otherwise. she doesn't, and to her credit, she doesn't have to. I mean, right. <laughs> yeah. When, when you can demand $20 million for a movie, you don't mm -hmm. need to do interviews. You're fine. Yeah. Um, Boy, it's interesting how many people now are going to be looking for that in Pretty Woman. Um, boy, if you, I, I'm very, very interested in in the position. It's interesting. Um, and some of you are texting in. Feel free to call 913-586-7798. Is it okay for her to have done that? She didn't do the scene. Have someone else do the scene for her in Pretty Woman that most of us don't even realize happened and say the things that she said.
Yeah, and it really was. If you don't remember, it was a few frames. I haven't seen that movie in probably 20 years. But yeah, if you want to chime in on it, 913-586-7798. And and to your point earlier, Jamie, if you want to chime in as well about why you think it is that things have changed that much, is the Me Too movement part of that where there just doesn't seem to be as much demand? And not as many movies where it's... Uh, either for comedic effect or for dramatic effect or whatever, where it's even in the movie anymore. It's funny because, um, and we have to get to a break, but I also wonder if that's happening. We hear a lot of stories about the younger generation, about people in their 20s and and, uh, teens and 20s in particular, that they don't date as much in high school. They're not having sex as early. They don't date as, we're getting married later in life. And so I wonder if some of that is the cultural shift of just, people's um, physical lives just aren't what they used to be when they're younger. And that's the group that might have wanted to see it. Right. Yeah. And I'll, I'll give you another example of that, because, you know, since you mentioned that age, um, Kristen Stewart, who, you know, for, for the longest time was known for the Twilight movies, but she did a couple of movies after that where if if it had been 30 years earlier, there would have been nude scenes in them. The only one that I'm aware of that she did was on the road. And again, necessary to the story. It wouldn't have been the same story had she not been that character in that moment in the in the back of the car. Yeah. How do you feel about what we're seeing in movies with that? 913-586-7798. We'll get to your comments coming up here in KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Actress Julia Roberts, who commands at least 20 million a movie these days, uh, is on the cover of British Vogue and gave a pretty in-depth, lengthy interview about a variety of things, including explaining why she herself 
has never done nudity in a movie. And it got us into a bigger conversation about the extent to which there is nudity in movies anymore at all. Yeah, and it really does seem to have shifted, especially over the last 10 years. I mean, yes, you can still point to examples of it. And even with a lot of the movies that showed up on the streaming services, there's there's plenty out there. A lot of it is in foreign films where they don't care. <laughs> they, mm-hmm. they don't have anywhere right. near the same you know kind of prohibitions or puritanical ideals as we do. But things definitely, I think if you look at the way things were from 1980 to 2000 versus how they've been since then, they uh it's it's pretty easy to see a dramatic difference so somebody just texted because we were talking about um can you explain and scene again in pretty woman yeah it's it's the scene where uh she and richard gear i mean there, there's this whole flirtation thing that goes on with them throughout the most of the movie and then there's the scene in i believe it's a hotel room Again, I'd have to go back and see, I'd have to go back and watch uh, Pretty Woman again, and I really have no desire to do that. <laughs> but uh, it, it's there's a scene where they're obviously making out and having sex on a bed, and the, at one part, the camera pans behind, it, it's some kind of lattice work, and that's the only time when you see her topless or that character topless in the movie through that sort of lattice work. So even then it's still kind of covered, but you do see some and that's a body double. That's not Julia Roberts on that bed in that scene. So um, it's almost like when she's saying, I wanted to be a a trailblazer for women who didn't want to have to rely on nudity for their careers, that it's a little hypocritical in my mind. Right. To to rely to be in a movie that put you on the map that did rely on that. And instead of you, you had another actress do it that that absolves her in her own mind in a way that it doesn't absolve her in my mind. Somebody just asked, wasn't Julia Roberts only 17 when she filmed Pretty Woman? Oh, I think she was older than that. I I don't know. I don't know either. I know she was young. I thought she was in her early 20. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's if if she again, I I excuse it a little bit doing it because she was it was one of her first big first two big films. It was that and Mystic Pizza that were very close to each other. So I excuse it a little bit. Again, I, I'm annoyed that a reporter didn't ask her about it, she but I didn't even sorry. 22. OK. OK. Um, still young, but I I assume the reporter didn't know that. Yeah. And didn't I didn't know about it. That could very well be or hadn't seen the movie or like me, hadn't seen it in in a lot of years. And I I mean, whatever decision she made as an actress at whatever point in her career, that's fine with me. I have the problem that I have is with what she's saying about it now, because I don't think it jives with history. Somebody's calling you Jonathan on the text line. Ooh. Not uh-oh. just John, but Jonathan. Am I in trouble with my mom? <laughs> it, oh, that's what I say, too. <laughs> if you call me honey on the text line, I assume it's my mom. Did, did I melt the Tupperware again? Yes. Um, gee, Jonathan. Wow. Um, and they even spelled it right. Uh, Actually, seen... no, they didn't. They blew it. It's A-N. At the end? Yeah. Oh, I don't think I knew that. I've never called you Jonathan, so I don't know how it's spelled. Um, yeah, you made it clear you don't like Eric Roberts and you don't care for Julia Roberts. If nope. that's if that's affecting your opinion about it, that's okay. But it, I mean, if anybody, if somebody that I did like had said the same thing, 
I just I wanted that out there because I wanted full disclosure. If you think that's why I I'm I you know I got stuck on this, fine. It isn't. Um, <laughs> but I'll own up to anything. I mean, yeah. it, I always want to give the full picture of the entire thing. What is it that they're complaining about? Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, again, they're they're focusing on that scene in the movie. That's not what it's about. If she hit the fact that she did that is fine with me. The fact that she used a body double is fine with me. But don't then come out and try to to say that you're a trailblazer for not doing nude scenes in movies when your movie had one. All right. Thanks to everybody for getting in before oh. John gets scolded more. <laughs> yeah, right. It's fine if you want to scold me. Just, you know, sack up and actually call the show and do it. Uh, somebody else said a lot of the gratuitous nudity was in Har Harvey Weinstein movies. I haven't done that kind of deep dive on it. That but fits. That, that is, yeah, right. Not only does that fit, but it also explains why maybe there was, after the Me Too movement, a little bit less of that on screen. Yeah, there's been kind of a reckoning about it. Um, just like there's been more of a reckoning with women in Hollywood making the same. I mean, some yeah. of those shifts happened. Well, and to Julia Roberts' point, that's why it's an important thing, I think, to have women in that position because for the longest time, Hollywood was okay pressuring women to do that and saying, well, if you want the role in the movie, take your clothes off. Eh, right. It shouldn't be what it's about. Right. All right. Thanks, everybody, for getting here. Uh, moving on several stories to get to uh about the some of the aviation stuff and I, I don't like that we keep having so many of these quite frankly um again tomorrow is the day that the max uh nine the 700 max nine uh was supposed to be out of service until who knows how long that's going to go now uh the faa said they're going to investigate now no no surprise there but we've got some other stuff to get to uh, what is the story out of gambia Wow. The Gambia national football team. This is a story that came to us out of the Metro in the UK. They were heading from the capital of Banjul to this year's host nation of Ivory Coast going. Uh, I don't know if this is World Cup or if this is just nationals. Oh, the Africa Cup of Nations. OK, the 2024 Africa Cup of Nations is going on and they were headed from their own country of Gambia to Ivory Coast, which is on Africa's West Coast in the Big Bend region. And uh the playing squad and coaching staff all started to suffer strong headaches and dizziness despite being assured that the airplane was fine. It apparently wasn't because they said less than 10 minutes after the initial takeoff, pilots were forced to make a U-turn and perform an emergency landing back at the airport because those in the cabin fainted and complained of extreme heat. They were running out of oxygen. Wow. Um. So... The defender talked about this on Instagram yep. and said after traveling 32 hours in total from training camp in Saudi Arabia to the Gambia with long layovers in Istanbul and Casablanca, we were supposed to fly from Gambia to the Ivory Coast. As soon as we entered the small plane that was hired to fly us, we noticed the immense heat that left us dripping in sweat. They assured us that the air conditioning would start once we were higher up and had a little more altitude. They said the inhumane heat mixed with the occurring lack of oxygen left us with headaches and dizziness. And it's just, people started to fall deeply asleep minutes after entering the aircraft. Situation got worse. I am shocked that the situation did not affect the pilot. Thank yeah. God. Yeah, no I mean, kidding. thank God the pilot didn't get dizzy and fall deeply asleep. 
because the other thing that happens when your brain is deprived of oxygen like that is your decision-making capabilities disappear. So, I mean, somebody had to make that call. We're going back to the airport now. And the fact that somebody was still able to do that, I mean, this could have easily ended up a situation. We've mentioned Payne Stewart before, the golfer, who was on the Mm -hmm. private plane when it depressurized and ran out of oxygen, and they all just fell asleep and died. They said some players did not wake up immediately until after landing. I how does um how does that happen? How what what was the one you know one thing on the checklist to make sure the plane was ready to go that got missed? And was it hey, make sure oxygen levels on the plane are okay? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And make sure the air conditioning is actually working. Can you imagine trying to get on an airplane in Africa with no air conditioning? No. I can't, um, especially so there. That's that's bad enough, but I don't know what they're going to do now about the game that they were supposed to go play. I don't know how long it takes to recover from that, but I would imagine that that's a process that's not going to go away in a couple of hours. I don't have any analogy for that. I'm trying to, like, the only thing I've, I've experienced even close to that is like decompression sickness, but that's a different thing. So, huh. Uh, yeah, hopefully, and hopefully they took the plane out of service. Yeah. And are having a good chat with the pilot to make sure they're crediting the pilot, by the way, for yes. nine minutes and turning the plane back. And they said that upon landing, the only thing that we have as far as any investigative, whatever, uh, you know, results on this, they said upon landing, preliminary investigations indicated there was a loss of cabin pressure and oxygen. However, the technical team of the operating company of the flight, Air Cote d'Ivoire, Air Ivory Coast, is further assessing the situation to establish what caused the lack of oxygen and cabin pressure. Yeah, that seems like an important thing to figure out. I don't know how good their uh, their equivalent of the FAA is there, but hopefully, hopefully this is an easy one to figure out. All right, then we go to South Dakota. Um, we have an Air Force bomber that crashed while attempting a landing. And not just an Air Force bomber, a B-1. Uh, B-1B, which was the, I, I don't know if that one had, uh, I know it didn't have anywhere near the, the same kind of stealth capabilities that the B-2 does, but I believe that was our first shot at a at a stealth bomber of any kind, and that one goes back to the mid-80s. That was a Reagan-era thing. Four members, uh, four crew members from Ellsworth Air Force Base ejected safely, and boy, think about that moment. You've got this giant bomber. I mean, this isn't a little, like, it's bad enough being in, like, a Top Gun kind of plane. You know, being in an F-18 or an F-14 or something like that and having to bail out. Yeah, You've got a giant bomber, and four of the crew members had to eject Thursday night when their bomber crashed while attempting a landing. Uh, Ellsworth Air Force Base was closed for a while because of all of this, as one might imagine. But they said, an officer on board will investigate the incident. No further details immediately available. I have to I have to say, I'm a little surprised we're still flying B-1s. I didn't know they were still in service. I don't know anything about them, to be honest. I don't know a lot about that plane. Um, radio message from the South Dakota Highway Patrol described an active fire and explosion at the scene. Um, as you said, all four members, crew members ejected safely, but one was hospitalized. I had a different version of this that said that one was, was maybe not critically hurt, but um, had injured, had bad injuries training mission encountered difficulty landing poor visibility low clouds and freezing temperatures maybe they shouldn't have gone up in the first place yeah no kidding and when that that project the b1 project had all kinds of fits and starts uh like i said it was a reagan era thing and 
um, if I remember right, boy, this is a long time ago when I was very young, um, that that project was initially killed, that they that Congress killed it. And then there was a change in the in the balance of power inside Congress and they brought the thing back. But I don't think that I, I'm trying to remember when the first B1 saw any flight time at all. And I want to say it was late 80s. Uh, let's see. The bombers have been used in combat, uh, seeing action in Operation Desert Fox in 1998. But you're right. I think they were in service before that. So, OK, we'll find out exactly what happened with that. What did you see on Facebook Marketplace this morning? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't on ready a lighter for this note. one. I'm just scrolling Marketplace. Yeah, I, on a lighter note, but definitely related. I'm scrolling Facebook Marketplace. Now, I've seen everything there from Christmas ornaments to cars, right? And everything mm -hmm. in between. This was the first time I had ever seen somebody advertising a plane for sale on Facebook Marketplace. Okay, so I have a couple friends with private pilot's licenses. I mm -hmm. don't know where you go to buy an airplane when I don't you're either. ready to get. That's a, <laughs> I'm, that, that, that's not a, I'm not ready for that. Um, I don't know where you go. I don't, but you would assume there are groups dedicated to the sale of airplanes so that you're selling them to people. But I mean, you don't have to have a license to buy an airplane. Anybody can buy one, hire somebody else to fly it, I guess. Or put it in your front lawn. Yeah, there's a lawn ornament. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, you, right. Exactly. It's not like a bomb. It's not illegal to buy. But yeah, this is a 1967. It's for sale here in town, too, by the way. But this is a 1967 champion Cit, uh, Cit, Citabria, however you pronounce sure. that. And uh, he's asking $54,000 for it. So it's a little single engine prop plane, you know, engine with a propeller right in front of you as you're sitting there looking out the windshield. It just, it came up. And the first thing I thought was, oh, somebody's selling a remote controlled airplane. And then I looked and went, <laughs> for $54,000. <laughs> it's like, that's a little, like, I know remote control planes are expensive, but they're not quite that much. And it just, it struck me. And I thought, you really can buy absolutely anything. I'm waiting for a tank to show up. Um, is this, is this the strangest thing you've seen? So far, I know you're on there yeah. quite a bit. Oh, I, yeah. I scroll marketplace constantly, but. Um, yeah, there have been a few things that I've kind of looked at and gone, usually what it is, is I'll look at something and think, somebody's going to buy that? Oh, somebody you know, will always buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If they figure they can get a good enough deal on it. But it's like, how much of a market is there for that? But I've never seen an airplane before. And that one really stopped me in my tracks. It made me wonder, and I haven't looked yet. Maybe I can uh, do a quick search right now and see if there's any more up there like that. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of models, a bunch of remote control planes, uh, a bunch of pictures of airplanes, but that so far as I know, <laughs> oh, wait, nope, I'm sorry. There is, there is one in Topeka. There's one in Topeka. That's a, uh, a Blanca super Viking. That one's bargain basement price of $68,000. So <laughs> I have no idea how much airplanes should cost. No, I have no concept either. of, because you can fly, I mean, this being in 1967 is not ridiculous. You can fly airplanes for a really long, especially the little ones, sure. for a really long time. I have no clue if that's cheap for an airplane or if that's, I, I'm looking at the description. They said fabric is airworthy and in fair condition. <laughs> There's a point at which fabric isn't airworthy. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have no idea what to say about that. That's, uh, well, at least the plane itself can get itself off the ground. So you're not buying junk at that point. Um, yeah, we've got somebody online who says he knows a little bit about it. Maybe we can check with him in a couple of minutes.
All right, we'll take a break. Charlie, hang in there. We'll get to your call next on KMBZ. Apparently, you can buy an airplane on Facebook Marketplace. Maybe more than one if you're in the market for them. I did look for a tank, by the way. Didn't find any. So that's the thing you can't buy. <laughs> or this is not for sale right now. Left disappointed. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of stuff like accessories and model tanks and things that came off of tanks, but you can't buy a whole one, at least not yet. There, Yeah, there isn't one for sale at the moment. Uh, we can go to the phones here real quick. Charlie's on the line in Kansas City. Hi, Charlie. Yeah, go ahead. What do you know, Charlie? Hey, where do we? Where would you go buy an airplane? And are you going to buy one off a of marketplace? No, you pick up a copy of Trade a Plane. That's a magazine that's published <laughs> constantly. It has okay. hundreds and hundreds of airplanes all over the country, all over the world. You can buy anything from a Boeing 747 to a J3 Cub out of oh, Trade a Plane. No. Don't tell me that. Now Now my wife is cringing in the other room because she knows I'm only going to want to go buy a new 747. What, what's a good price for a plane? Like, if you're looking at a small, single-engine prop plane, just a little, you know, Cessna or Piper Cub or something like that, what's a good price for one of those? Oh, anywhere from twenty-five dollars to $70,000, depending on the age, condition. Okay. And the, and the equipment that's on it. You can spend more on equipment for avionics, navigation, and communication than you can for the airplane today. Yeah, yeah. And that's why, I, that's, I, the why the, that's why the boys out there in Olathe at Garmin make so much money. <laughs> yeah, building this, stuff. The, the glass cockpits. Yeah, absolutely. All right, very cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, what was the, uh, I heard you earlier talking about an airplane that was somewhere in the Middle East that had a depressurization problem and oxygen. Yeah, well, I, I didn't catch it all. Unfortunately, yeah, they they didn't tell us what model of plane it was, so they just said it was it was operated by Ivory Coast, but they didn't tell us what plane it was, and they said it depressurized, lost oxygen, and the air conditioning wasn't working either. Well, that's not good. No, so no. they're still Sounds trying like to figure a bad out day. why. <laughs> I hope the toilets were still I hope the toilets were still working because they needed them. Yes, no doubt about it. Hey, thanks a lot for the call and thanks, for the information, Charlie. Charlie. Uh, real quick, if you are in, if you want to go to Saturday's game, there are tickets everywhere now. I'm in that Lot J tailgating group. You probably are too. We've talked to them before. Yeah, tickets left and right and cheap. But yeah. remember, be smart about it. If you're gonna go and be out in that cold, respect that cold. It's gonna be brutal. All right, keep your dogs inside. Leave them at home in the heat. Call three one one if they're not. Anything and, else? Yeah, and, yeah, and just enjoy the game. Go Chiefs. Squish the fish. I was like, squish the fish. Yes, absolutely. All right, everybody enjoy your weekend. We'll be back next week here on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.